Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Charlie getting it done. Monroeville. I got somewhere that's not Monroeville. South Hills Kia. Uh, they sponsor our fan Twitter. Brought to you by South Hills Kia in Peters Township. Visit them at southhillskia.net. 412-928-9370 is that number. 412-928-9370. Let that song play a little bit, Charlie. What are you doing? It was too much. You potted it down very quickly. Come on. Fan text line brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates, personal injury law firm, where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. One hour from now, Noah Hiles to talk Pit basketball, a little bit disappointing. Okay, let's get back to what we were talking about. If you're on hold, stay there. I'll get to your calls in just a moment. But Kenny Pickett is now, and Mike DeFabo outlined this swimmingly, wonderfully. It's why I love talking to Mike, right? Um, The real story right now, not, well, did he lie? Did he not lie? Was he relegated by Mike Tomlin? Did he have a bad attitude? Who, nobody, honestly, who cares about that? Kenny Pickett right now is number two on the depth chart. That was not the design of the Pittsburgh Steelers the night he was drafted. It certainly wasn't the design of the Pittsburgh Steelers whenever they inserted him last year at halftime of that New York Jets game. It definitely wasn't the design of the Pittsburgh Steelers whenever he started this season this year and Kenny Pickett was the man and the guy in all offseason. They talked about how he grabbed the reins and then you watched the preseason and Kenny Pickett and George Pickens could not be stopped. But here we are. He's apparently pretty healthy. They play a gigantic game of consequence. And Kenny Pickett is the number two guy on the depth chart. Can he fight his way out of that? And how much time do you give him? Because here's the thing. I don't think you can uh, waste, so to speak, regular season snaps on trying to figure out if Kenny Pickett is good next year. But then again, what are you going to have? The preseason? And what if he dazzles in the preseason, just like he did this past year? Buongiorno, mi amico, Bradman. <clears throat> Buongiorno. Uh, it's an honor, pleasure as always. Happy New Year. Um, I, you know, I, I'm coming from a fan, and maybe I'm an oddball when I – I'm not a journalist, obviously. You guys are – that's your profession. There's a certain way you do things. And then there's a certain way other people do things. Uh, call it Call it weird. But, you know, I had a wife that I have a wife that worked for the Pirates for a very long time. And there were things that I knew that no one else really knew. OK, and you've been in this predicament as well, being mm-hmm. in, in the field. I had to tell her, like, look, I don't want to know anything else anymore because it began to, to really cloud my opinion and my judgment. 
and it completely took the innocence of being a fan. And this may sound corny to people, but I look at sports as like an outlet of, away from the crazy world, and I want to be that fan like the way I was when I was 12, literally. I don't want to know everything. I know that this world, everybody has to know everything about everybody. I just, I don't want to know. There, there, there comes a time, and I think you said this well yesterday. Like, yesterday was, like, not a good day. How would Bruce Kyden feel about that? How would Myron Cope, even, or Urbino? I go back to the old school dudes. Those are the guys I remember. Stan's another one. I'm sure they knew a bunch of stuff. I didn't have to hear about it. They didn't tell anybody. I think there's a fine line there, man, because now what you're doing is you're creating a division of, of uh, it's like a useless, unreasonable division amongst people when we all root for the same team. On top of want... it, too, is no, on top of it, too, is it was maybe a strong guess in nothing more. Right. And that's the thing, like, when I heard it, I go, ah, okay, even if that is the case, why do I have to know about it? Like, because I, I, what will happen is, and luckily, you know, there are people like yourself that are, like, looking at it very objectively and like, look, like, this is going above and beyond. When a guy comes out and says, look, none of that happened, you just got to take it for what it is because the man said, hey, nothing happened. So. I, I'm on that side of it, but as a fan, just as a, you know, from a fan standpoint, and I know you know everybody here is listening is, is a fan. I would I hope so anyway. And even yourself, Colin, you mm-hmm. grew up here. You understand. Like there are things that like I don't want to know about. Like if there was a, a, a skiff going on or there was something going on in the in the, we don't have to know. All I know is, look, it didn't work out for Kenny right now. He didn't play very well when he was out there. He didn't seem to improve. This is a great – I feel like the story of Mason Rudolph is, like, unbelievable. It's one of the best the stories was- in the NFL right now. It is – this is the guy yeah. that comes in. You know what, what What Mason Rudolph is doing right now? It's, like, they found Tim Wakefield, you know? Right. It, 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 but, I mean, they're not that good of a team, but they found a guy right. out of nowhere that might lead them to a playoff victory. I don't think it's going to happen, but there's a chance. And It's an unbelievable story. It's an incredible story, particularly this, that Mike Tomlin begrudgingly has Mason Rudolph out there. as a He can't stand that Mason Rudolph's having success. He tried everything to have him not have success. Exactly. And that's the beauty of sports. That's the beauty of competition. This guy persevered. I mean, it's unbelievable. Imagine if this guy, let's just say this guy comes in. Just think if they win, just, just if they win. What do you do? Well, it's real simple. You just keep playing him. And whatever happens, happens. And you know what? Another thing before I leave, Colin, Mm -hmm. that's another thing. The egos in this town, not just this town, but the egos in sports in general when it comes to head coaches and all the people who make the decisions, once in a while, they just got to say, you know what? I was wrong. But we, we don't see enough of that. And that's a big, that's another big issue. You screwed up the pick. If you screwed the pick up, you screwed it up. You got Mason Rudolph now. Great. Like, I, they make such a big deal about the littlest stuff. Meanwhile, there's an unbelievable story going on right now that's just below Flacco if he keeps going. No, and thank you for the call as always, Breadman. And Breadman touched on something I want to expand on. I will take your calls. 
Think of the Mason Rudolph story. Think, think of the holy triumvirate with this guy, right? So it, it, who knows where it goes from here? If, things that happen to this guy that have never happened to anybody in history. So he got hit in the face, in the head, with his own football helmet that he got ripped off his head. Like, that's never happened to anybody at any level, pretty much, in football history. So that's number one. Number two, he gets just walloped, gets his face mask unscrewed by the medical staff. That's happened before. But what's not happened is the John Deere cart doesn't freaking work, and they make him pretty much walk to AGH. Okay? That's never happened. The other part, the triumvirate in all of this, is he gets, and this is a, a subsect to the first part, he gets very publicly labeled a racist by another player who plays in the National Football League and ends up coming out the other side, and it just kind of all gets brushed away, and his coach has to take up for him on national television on NFL Network. The stuff that's happened to Mason Rudolph, has, those, one of those things has never happened to a person before. All three of them. He's like, it's like a Mr. Bean episode. What ha- what's happened to Mason Rudolph? It is incredible with this guy. Jim is in Monroeville. Hi, Jim. Thank you for taking my call. Um, you know, I th- think there's a huge problem here that we're going to see happening next year. So Kenny Pickett is not the answer long term. Um, it's the same offense. Both him and Mason Rudolph were playing. And Mason Rudolph came in and, and you know, we heard, oh, this offense is terrible. Canada sucks. And he did. But guess what? They're still using that same playbook. And, and Mason Rudolph seems to know how to score with, with this playbook. So my question is this. What do they do? What happens? He wins out, wins a postseason game. Okay. And then next year, that's it. He's not under contract. Like, right. so what do we do? Let this guy walk? Because here's, I'll say this. Well, you got to get Mitch Trubisky's money game. off the books, number one. You then have to make a play for Mason Rudolph, number two. You also, though, probably behind closed doors with him, have to make him a promise that he's either the starter or he's going to get a real shot in the preseason to be the starter or flip it the other way. If you're him, I stand there and I go, hell no, I'm going somewhere else, man. Exactly. I think that's what the case is going to be. And here's the thing. Even if he wins a postseason game, do you honestly think this guy has a long-term answer? I mean, just because he's better than, a, than Kenny Pickett, doesn't necessarily mean he's a long-term answer. You just hit it. And I think let's that's talk. the problem I'm having right now. Is- Stop, though. Stop and let's talk. And then I'll let you, I'll let you finish this, though. Does the quarterback okay. right now need to be the long-term answer? Or does the quarterback right now just need to be better than number eight? Because there's two ways of looking at that. Maybe the Steelers screwed up and they're going to try to use a bridge quarterback to get to their real next quarterback, or maybe they're going to try to find their franchise quarterback again right now. I can maybe live with him being a bridge quarterback, but you better draft somebody or go get somebody in the next couple years. See, I would blow the whole thing up and throw everything I could to try to get Justin Fields. Okay. I I don't mind that. I just He hasn't shown me anything in Chicago, but – we all know Chicago is a graveyard for quarterbacks. This is what I'll end, I'll end my, my point here. The only way I see Mason Rudolph being a long-term solution is if this guy gets to the AFC championship. And, I, you know, that's not going to happen. I doubt that's going to happen. But other than that, they've got a real problem heading into the next year with the most important position on the team. 
They had a real problem headed into this year with the most important position on the team. The preseason just provided smoke and mirrors, right? Kenny Pickett was a guy, and I say, and I, as a person, I love the guy. He was overdrafted. If he'd gone to UTEP or he'd gone to Cal or he'd gone to New Mexico, they never would have drafted him. They drafted him because he was next door and they fell in love with him. He was not worthy of being drafted where he was. That's just the truth of it. Pat's in Cannonsburg. Hi, Pat. Hey, Colin. Thanks for taking the call. Sure. Uh, I think with um, one of the frustrating parts about this, like this whole past week, is like everything's been focused on the off the field stuff between the two quarterbacks, and really, for me, it just boils down to like an on on field performance. Like throughout all of Kenny's twenty something starts, whatever he's had in every game, I send the same things to my buddies in my group chat that this guy doesn't look like a starting quarterback. And these last two games with Mason. I've actually said in our group chat that this guy has it, or he looks like he has it, whatever that unmeasurable thing is. And I think just the eye test tells you that Kenny's not the guy, and I'm not saying Mason's the guy either, but I think you got you have to ride the hot hand and uh, focus on trying to win a playoff game because that's what they say measures success. Well, that's exactly where it is right now. You know, and I think that that has to be the full focus, the only focus. Right, but therein lies the problem. Therein lies the franchise question, and therein lies the the situation. Patrick, right, is that they didn't draft Kenny Pickett nor name him number one or uh, pronounce him and and announce him as the starter to have it this far down the road. And I know some people say it's only his second year. Well, that's a long time in football terms. They didn't get to they didn't want it to get to this point and it to be in doubt. If it's still in doubt right now, he's not the guy. Oh, and I I completely agree. And I think if too, if you're like looking at the state of the team as a whole has to affect their decision because it's not their major stars on their team are approaching the wrong side of thirty. And they don't have a lot of time to try to figure out if Kenny's the guy or not. You can't waste a whole full another season on it and have a blow up in your face. That that's the point. That's the point. When people talk development, that's the biggest point. And I thank you for your call. They talk all the time. And I see this on social media. And people come at me all the time on social media about this. Well, it's just his second year. Well, Kenny Pickett's only played, what, 26 games or whatever it is. Well, he's still a young guy, even if he's old for, uh, you know, coming out the year that he came out. He was older than everybody. He's still relatively young. Well, okay. But as that's happening, in lockstep and in a parallel form, those other guys keep getting older. You're not freezing the time on Minka Fitzpatrick. You're not freezing the time on T.J. Watt. You're not freezing the time on Cam Hayward. Their clocks are ticking and ticking and ticking and ticking, and every single day they're getting older. So you're not able to, like, put them in some Ted Williams cryo thing and say, stop, stop the aging process while we figure out if Kenny Pickett is good or not, and then whenever we figure that out, we'll unfreeze you and bring you back at the same age. They keep getting older. So while people always want to make that argument, well, it's still relatively young in the Kenny Pickett uh, progression and in the Kenny Pickett career and all that, well, it's not relatively young and it isn't young as he's playing with guys who are on the other side of that mountain and coming down it, to be quite frank. And that is problematic because they drafted a quarterback 
that needed to be good now to match up with the defense being good now. We are seeing the height, and we maybe have already seen the height of this defense's powers. Honestly, we have maybe seen the best defense that we've seen, and it's kind of going to go downhill from here. And to be frank with you, I don't know if you can always keep asking the defense to win games. You know, because then it turns. People will say, well, you know, the defense needs to come up with a stop. They've been coming up with stops for two freaking years. It's okay to ask the offense to go out and score 35 points every once in a while. More of your calls next. So much more to get into. I need to tell you to listen to Cook and Joe. Man, I love this read. I really do. Listen to Cook and Joe every Wednesday. Hear about Starkey's Card of the Week. Baseball card castle in Cranberry. Contest run every Wednesday through Friday. Check it all out on our website, 937thefan.com. Uh, be sure to listen top of the hour, 9 o'clock. Noah Hiles is going to join. Pitt basketball is in a bad way. I didn't think that uh, – I don't think anybody thought that they wouldn't have – that they'd be 0-3 in the conference right now, that they'd jump out and – kind of have a rough go early on. We need to talk about that with Noah Hiles, and we will do that at the top of the hour. More of your Steeler calls coming up next. So much more to get into, and I don't do New Year's resolutions. I'll tell you why. Uh, that's coming up in just a moment, but your Steelers calls next here on The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Fan Hotline presented by Solvent Super Service, Pittsburgh's trusted plumbing, heating, and air conditioning provider for over 50 years. Noah Hiles will join on that uh, line coming up at 9 o'clock to talk some uh, pit basketball. You know, as Mason Rudolph is playing well again, one thing that needs to be pointed out, Miles Garrett very much attempted to ruin his reputation with a lie, and the NFL never came down and revisited that the way they should have. That was total garbage. It is, and that bothers me to this day. It really does. Fan text line brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates, personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. I don't believe in resolutions. I don't know. I, I'm not that guy. I know people do. I think you're just setting yourself up for failure. Or at least this. I don't believe in publicly stating resolutions. 
for putting it out to the world to keep score. If you do that, because there's so many haters in the world now. My circle has never been tighter, honestly. You have people that just want to drag you down. Just do your stuff, lower your head, get it done, figure it out. You don't need to tell the world. You don't. Just get it done. That's why. Because you have, I've never seen an atmosphere now where people root against other people just for the sake of doing it. It was like, like, look at this Kenny Pickett thing, right? When's he ever been known to lie or say anything off kilter or not be a team player? Like, and it's almost like people are like, I don't believe, I don't believe, I don't, I don't believe, I don't believe him at all. Do you see his body language? What we got to get a body language expert. It's ve- it's a very weird society now, and that's part of it. You put it out there publicly. You got people trying to keep score, trying to have you fail. Bob's in Monroeville, as always. Hi, Bob. Hello, Bob. Goodbye, Bob. Tom's in Murraysville. Hi, Tom. Hi, uh, thanks for taking my call, Colin. Just wanted to touch a little bit on the what you were talking about with the defense. Certainly. I mean, if they if the pressure wasn't put on the defense like it was almost the whole season long, we might not have as many injuries injuries as we have right now on our defense too. You know, mm-hmm. we lost just about every linebacker we had. We got a ton of people messing over there. But when you're on the field the whole time playing, you're going to have injuries. And one more thing. Uh, and then I'll let you talk. Uh, I appreciate you taking my call. But the difference between Kenny Pickett and Rudolph is night and day with reading, stepping up in the pocket, and them talking about, oh, well, the running game's a lot better. That's why he's playing better. No, he's throwing the ball a lot better, so they can't play just to run against us. And that's what's changing our running game right now, too, because – these defenses can't just come up and stack the line and play. Hey, before with Kenny and, and, and Trubisky, heck, I'll just play the run. We know they can't throw the ball. They don't read. They read one side of the field. Uh, and we, if we stop the run, we don't have to worry about them throwing the ball. They can't do that against uh, Rudolph. Well, you know? Tom, the main yeah. thing, you don't have to hang up. The main thing that I've noticed, Tom, is this is Rudolph's ability when under duress or the pocket's collapsing or it's at least squeezing and getting a little tight is there's no sense of panic. Like, he stands in there. He's willing to take a hit. That's not to say Pickett isn't willing to take a hit. It's Pickett's abandonment of the pocket is so glaring compared to Rudolph's. Right, and and when's the last time you've seen one of those other quarterbacks uh, take off and get a first down and dive head first and go for it. It reminded me of Ben when he did that. The other quarterbacks would have slid and not got that first down. Right. No, it's a very good point. And that has been part of the secret sauce for Mason Rudolph. And that's also part of why I don't necessarily think you can go about with this whole line of thinking, well, you go, it, it, this is where it comes in. You get so many people who say, well, you can't judge Kenny Pickett until you have an offensive coordinator that's in there that knows what he's doing. I agree with that to some degree because I don't know if these offensive coordinators who are now plugged into this really know what they're doing. But Mason Rudolph doesn't necessarily have Don Coryell calling plays for him or you know Bill Walsh calling plays for him. He's got those same guys calling plays for him, and the football is going down the field. The football is rolling down the field. The football's flying over people's heads. 
So why couldn't Kenny Pickett do that? That, to me, is very curious. Coming up into about 10 minutes, I want to ask about why I drive past a place all the time and the line is so long. I don't get it. I'll never understand it. I'll never be on board with it. And I just, it's lost on me. But Rich is in Butler. Hi, Rich. How are you? Hey, Colin. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, I just want to say that uh, we're talking about these guys and the draft next year. I, they could get a great pick, I believe, in the in the draft. But uh, but Tomlin's in, in love with Kenny. He didn't want to hurt his feelings, especially when he says all the time, I'm so sick of it, it makes me sick. I'm tired of hear, hearing him saying how much him and Kenny think alike. They just want to win. They discussed that many times. He won't admit that Kenny is – they made a bad pick. He won't – and so that's why they're not going to make a good quarterback pick next year. I can almost guarantee you that. Well, I don't know if that's a factor. I'll be honest with you. I don't know if that's a factor. I think that the Steelers – and it's not just about the quarterback position. I think the Steelers are hesitant to go away from first-round picks. You can look at Artie Burns. You can look at Ziggy Hood. You can look at Devin Bush even with an extra year. You can look at a lot of different players that they've had and say, well, they get the benefit of the doubt as first-round guys because the Steelers like to see it all the way through. I don't agree with that, and especially at the quarterback position. I think especially, again, as the defense is aging, you need to figure out in lockstep a quarterback that can play and give it your best shot probably coming up next year. 412-928-9370. That's 412-928-9370. Does Caitlin Clark make you watch women's basketball at all? She made this shot last night that they were showing all morning this morning from, like, the logo, right? And it was phenomenal. It was incredible. It was really deep, and I forget who they beat, but they beat him on a big Caitlin Clark, and she plays for Iowa, right? Caitlin Clark won't compel me to watch regular season NCAA women's basketball, but I will watch in the tournament. Is that fair? I mean, you're free to have whatever opinion you want and watch whatever you want and not watch what you want, but I won't find myself watching like Iowa-Purdue women's game or Iowa-Penn State or Iowa-Ohio State women right now. But I will turn it on in the tournament. She'll do that for me. Russ is in Seven Springs. Hi, Russ. Hey, how's it going today? Great. How are you? Uh, Good, good. I was on hold earlier, so I'm glad to get uh, a chance to talk to you guys. Um my my uh, the question earlier was how did I feel about Mike Tomlin and where we are right now and and I've always been a supporter of Mike, but you know what this year everybody wants to give him accolades for saying he's done such a great job but we're sitting at seven and four, and I mean it was all right there in front of us to have a great season, and his stubbornness to stay with Mitch Trubisky ruined the season because like you were addressing earlier. I mean, our defense has been stopping people all year long, and and we just stayed with Mitch too long and gave him way too many opportunities. And, and like like yeah, you if you're gonna applaud, too. if you're gonna applaud the Steelers for beating Cincinnati and Seattle and beating uh, Baltimore early in the year, then you gotta look at the Pittsburgh Steelers for losing to Arizona and New England and Indianapolis. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. You're 100 percent right, and 
his, you know, stubbornness not to go to Mason, whereas, you know, two years ago, I was up at the camp, and Mason, I threw Kenny, Andy, I threw Mitch. He looked fabulous, and you know what? It takes time for an NFL quarterback to develop, and maybe, you know, when they did pick you know, Mason, he was a number one graded draft pick for right, them. Right. Maybe he's just maybe he just sat behind the big, you know, the cowboy Ben long enough and learned enough that right now is his time. Well, he didn't learn anything you from know? Ben because Ben didn't want to teach him anything, if we remember all that. Well, 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 right. But you know what? Neither did Brett Favre want to teach people either, and those guys were able to pick up. Aaron Rodgers was able to pick it up. And, you know, and, and like you addressed earlier, Mason's presence in the pocket and his calmingness, Kenny, Kenny Bale is way too quick. And I'm a Kenny fan, too. I watched him at Pitt. I'm a big Pitt guy. But you know what? Mason's arm strength shows in his patience in the pocket by going through the progress of receivers definitely shows. I mean, there is a difference. And, and you also addressed you know, the Miles Garrett incident. I, I think that has to play a lot on it because people are afraid. Maybe they don't want to say anything. But Miles Garrett hurt his reputation oh, he's, he's, by what he addressed. You know, whenever I became, well, I'm never afraid to say anything, but whenever I felt really validated about saying things about Mason Rudolph and having his back, okay, so the incident happened. He gets hit in the head with his own football helmet, which I don't mean to laugh about, but it was still a funny scene. Pouncey comes flying in, and it, all that stuff happens. Then I guess it was maybe Thursday of that week or Wednesday, a little bit later. could have been even later than that. And I remember being at home one midday, and they said NFL, um, NFL Channel, NFL Network has Mike Tomlin on at noon or something, or 1 o'clock. It was very weird. And Mike Tomlin called NFL Network and wanted to issue a statement. Now, this is why I've never felt odd about talking about this. He exonerated and had Mason Rudolph's back. If you remember back to that. He was upset. He was mad. He said, what is being alleged of this man, this man never said. Okay, And think about the dynamics therein. That is, if not, the highest profile black employee of any team in the National Football League that's not a player, one of them, in Mike Tomlin. He is undeniably, and was at that time, still is, one of the highest profile black employees of a team in the National Football League. And he came out, and he had the back of the white guy. And in doing that, was calling the black guy a liar. At that very moment, I said, there's no way the Steelers got this one wrong. They, just, they don't. They don't have it wrong. And I was on the fence like, man, maybe Rudolph said something out of whack. Maybe for Miles Garrett to react like that, man, I want... But whether you like Mike Tomlin as a coach or you don't, whether you think that it, that he should be run off because he can't win in the playoffs or not, when he stood there, sat there in that chair, 
and talked to NFL Network and had the back of Mason Rudolph, it showed what coaches do, and it showed that guy didn't need to get mixed up in that. He didn't. And there were a lot of racial components to that. And he certainly didn't need to get mixed up in it if he didn't feel 100% positive that what he was going to say was right. And from that moment on, I, you know, lost a ton of respect, one, for Miles Garrett, and two, no matter what you think of Mike Tomlin as a coach, and I think his time is past here in Pittsburgh, honestly. I don't think he's an effective head coach anymore in terms of the football acumen and the on-field stuff. He showed a lot as a man in that moment. And that's when I said, you know, I do kind of feel bad for Mason Rudolph. That was a powerful moment in NFL history. And the NFL, even to this day, has still still failed Mason Rudolph. It just all fluttered away in the wind. It just went, went away. Miles Garrett's intention was very much to attempt to ruin the, not attempt, to ruin the reputation of Mason Rudolph. And it just kind of all drifted away with the wind one day. That was garbage. More Steelers calls next. In the one place I see constantly with a line wrapped around it that I'll never understand. I saw it on the way into work again today, and I went, why? I'll tell you that next year on The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Noah Hiles, top of the hour. I do want to talk about some uh, pit basketball. They've not gotten off to the start that I think many expected. That's unfortunate. 412-928-9370 is that number. 412-928-9370. We'll also give you the weather before uh, the top of the hour. 1030, I'm here until. I'm watching this Miami-Clemson game, which is interesting. It's a three-point game. A 10-2 and an 11-1 team. And my, one of my college roommates is officiating this game. So how about that? He's a big-time ACC, SEC, Big 12 basketball official. So I'm flipping. I didn't know he was. I'm flipping through the channels to just see him 
working this game. He's always fun to watch refing a game. So maybe I'll text him a little later, get the inside on this and how it was, all of that. Or maybe I'll just go home and go to sleep. Who knows? Uh, anyway, 412-928-9370. Oh, I was driving in today. All right, I, I got this friend, Nick. Nick owns a glass company. He's a great man. Originally from Bethel Park, but he lives out by me now. And he falls into this category. And I don't think I've ever gotten into a deep conversation with Nick about this. Right? So, he's addicted to Starbucks. A hundred percent addicted to Starbucks. So much so that he just recharges and reloads his card all the time. Like, it's never a cash deal with Nick. Right? He puts it on, I guess, on his phone, on an app or something. Then he orders Starbucks all the time. All the time. I mean, multiple times a day. Okay? At least once, oftentimes multiple times a day. And he orders and then parks his truck. Get a big, beautiful, nice truck, right? Big pickup truck. Parks his truck and then goes in and they it's like set on the counter there for him. Nick, large, seven pump, whatever, whatever, whatever. And he spends, I'm not kidding, hundreds of dollars probably a week. On Starbucks. There's got to be over $100 a week on Starbucks. Okay? So, I'm driving today, and I didn't see Nick's truck because he goes earlier. He goes like, he gets up for work really early in the morning. Right? But I didn't see his truck there today. But what I did see, seemingly 135 cars wrapped around the local Starbucks drive-thru. And then more people walking in. I'm assuming some of them doing the same thing that Nick does, which is order on your app. You go in, it's sitting on the counter. You grab it, you get back in your car and you get going. I love coffee more than anyone, you know, there are times where I will have eight cups of coffee by 10 AM. No kidding. I mean, I'll have I hate to admit this, all black, never anything in it. I will have a dozen cups of coffee in a day sometimes. No kidding. Never anything in it. But I will just drink coffee like people chain smoke, one after another, bang, bang, bang. I could drink a coffee at 10.30 at night and go to bed at 10.31 and I got no problems. When I stop drinking coffee, I know I'm going to have problems. I'm going to have headaches and all of that. I don't even think about setting foot in the Starbucks nor ordering on the app, nor going through the drive-thru, nor any of that. I don't begrudge other people's likes. It's a very important thing to me. I don't say, I don't like this, so you shouldn't. But I fail to understand something. Because they have all kinds of different varieties. For me, their coffee's too acidic. Is the coffee really that much better, or does it have an addictive quality? Or why, when I drive by it, is it all because so many other places have coffee? McDonald's has coffee, Burger King has coffee, Dunkin' has coffee, all the little coffee shops have coffee. Everywhere's got coffee, right? Uh, Sunoco, uh, BP, they all have got coffee. What is it about the Starbucks coffee? Like for me, I'll drink coffee from anywhere but Starbucks. I actually like a roadside diner or gas station 
that looks like sludge that's been sitting in a coffee pot for hours. Give me that. Bang, right in my cup. Let's go. Black, hit the road. Come on. But start, did they have an addictive quotient in there? Something in that little magical crystals they put in there? Why do I drive by Starbucks and there's so many people always? Joe's in Bel Vernon. Hi, Joe. Hey, Colin. How are you? I'm, I've never been better. I'm half watching this basketball game that's about to go to overtime. I'm talking about the Steelers. I'm talking about Starbucks. And now I'm talking to you, and I'm excited about that. Hey, well, I just want to say that last little segment that you had with the other caller about the uh, Miles Garrett incident, agree 100% with you. One other thing. I have been a supporter of Mason Rudolph ever since he was drafted. I thought he was lights out, set all kinds of records at Oklahoma State. One thing with Kenny, I, and I'm going to say this because I'm going to knock on Kenny here. I jumped off my recliner the day that they drafted him because I was excited. I didn't think that he was the guy at the time, but I thought he was a work in progress. The progress has shown he's not the guy. But what has, Mason has shown is when he first started doing his thing when he came in as mm-hmm. the backup, he had some happy feet. He did. He's grown out of that. Like Molsey was trying to say like earlier, like you, you can't grow out of that. Well, guess what? You can't. Okay, we can see it. But here's the point that nobody has talked about in the past two games that Mason has started. What has happened at halftime? Right before halftime, we didn't kneel down on the ball. Right. We had the lead. We didn't kneel down on the ball. We put our foot on the gas pedal. This is the difference between what people are seeing, the coaching staff, the players are seeing, in Mason Rudolph. Everybody's got to understand. <laughs> Kenny, good guy, love is living commercial. But guess what? He's not the guy. And I'm not saying that Mason's the guy, but the guy right now is Mason. And I don't know. uh, You can see it from the coaching staff. You can see it from the players. Certainly. And that's the thing, Joe. And I thank you, as always, for the call. There's not a time in the regular season to try to figure that out anymore. Every snap, every series, every game is far too important. And the other part is we got fooled in the preseason. Kenny Pickett looked like he was Dan Marino mixed with Joe Montana with a slice of John Elway and just a little bit of Unitas in the preseason. So I don't want to get fooled like that. So I don't know how Kenny Pickett, and this is the story of the day, crawls back from number two on the depth chart right now, and you're confident in saying, okay, he's back. Outside of somebody gets hurt, and he plays in a game in the regular season, and he's very good. Bill's in the car. Hi, Bill. Colin, I I agree with you 99% of the time. I don't know if I've ever agreed with you more than with your Starbucks take. Well, that might be your best take ever. I'm, I, I'm trying to – I'm not trying to be a smart guy. I'm no. not trying to be a wise ass. None of that. I'm just trying to wrap my head around why. Okay, so let, I just want to throw one thing at you because I am absolutely like you. If you put anything in coffee, I hate it. So black coffee all day long. Are you a shot-in-the-dark guy? Will you get the shot of espresso in the coffee? Because that is the thing I go to Dunkin' and Starbucks for, is 
That extra shot of espresso in the black coffee is a total game changer. I'm not against it, but I am this guy. I could be confused with an 86-year-old Italian man sitting in Cordemayer or somewhere in northern Italy. Well, I will have the little shot, a little espresso glass, and I'll sit there for 25 minutes drinking a four-ounce espresso. Mm. Yeah, I'm, and I, I am <laughs> I'm a big. Sorry. I'm, I'm there. I'm with you. No, actually, like I said, couldn't have agreed with this take more. The only thing I will say to your friend who orders on the app and goes in, yes, that is the only way to do it because the lines are insane. I always end up behind the person who has to order seven coffees for their work, and you got two people working, and it's a disaster. I will put when I drop my daughter goes to daycare at UPMC in the UPMC building in the basement of the UPMC building. When I leave my house, I will get on the Dunkin' app and I will order a extra large midnight brew coffee with a shot of espresso. And by the time I get there, it is ready to go and I'm in the car and it is the perfect start to my morning. Answer me this, Bill. That is the only thing I will go for. Now, do you have to park the car and get her out of the car seat and stuff and go in? Yeah, so I have to park. You park in the base of the UPMC building and then you got to go up to the kinder care. You drop her off. Then I ride the escalator up, walk across Grant Street, Pop into the Dunkin', it's ready, grab it, elevator down to the car, boom, I'm on the road. Okay. It's, it's the perfect morning routine. All right, answer me this then. When you go and you do, how much does this cost every day? Uh, I don't get it every day, but I'll say it's about $4.50 on the app, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Is that, now, now, I will say this. I brew a, cup, a pot of coffee in my office every morning, so most of the time, if I'm going to a meeting or I know there's not going to be coffee there, I have to get it. Most of the time, I'll just brew my entire pot of coffee in my office and go through that during the day. But if I go into the Dunkin', it's on the app, and it's the shot in the dark. Wow. So, see, I like – you know one thing that bothers me? I don't know if this has happened to you in in recent years. And this is very American, it feels like. Have you got a shot of espresso recently and – Somebody tried to give you like a little bit of seltzer water and like a lemon or something on the side. Have you got this? Mm-mm. No, I am not familiar with that. I I am only an espresso drinker from like the coffee shops where I can see it made. It comes in a little cup. I don't like it when I, if I'm like you, if I'm going to get the espresso and I'm only going to have it, I want it in the porcelain little cup in the little plate. I don't want it in like a cup, like an actual like eight ounce cup. I hate that. I can't stand that. Man, you and I need to get together because I'm even deeper than that. Listen to this, Bill. When I go to a coffee shop, I don't even want that paper cup with my regular coffee. I only go to coffee shops where I can get, I'll say, may I have a, a medium or large black coffee in a cup, in a hard mug. And if they don't have hard mugs, I avoid those coffee shops. But it, now, but the challenge there, though, is that the sizes of the mugs, because it can be so inconsistent, you, you might get you might get kind of screwed with a small mug, depending on the mug they give you. Well, oftentimes, too, you're able to get a refill if you have a mm. for here mug. Mm-hmm. You know, not mm-hmm. that I'm cheap. Coffee tastes better in a porcelain mug than it does in a paper cup. Yeah, not, I wholeheartedly agree. Nothing better than sitting at a coffee shop or down on the strip and having your coffee outside in your little porcelain glass. I'm fully with you. The guy who spends $100 in Starbucks is doing it because that's the pop culture thing to do. People are addicted to the symbol of it. 
but I'm with you 100%. Certainly. Coffee is coffee and stop ruining it. Do you know I know all those old guys that play uh, Scopa cards outside of La Prima and sit there and talk Italian? I, I, I know all those guys. And so they... let me ask, so you know all of them. Uh, I've a couple. always wondered, if, if I pulled up a chair and said, can I play or will you teach me? Is that, like, totally taboo? Because I've always wondered if that was, like, an invitation-only type situation. It feels like you – because I know Mr. Cresta pretty well. He – very. His sons I grew up with, uh, Franco, Gianluca, Vittorio, Miliano. Uh, rest in peace, uh, Gianluca, though, who passed away a couple years ago. Uh, terrible car accident on Route 8. So, anyway, um, Tim, Mr. Cresta, said Timio is his name, he may – Give you a pointer if things aren't moving real fast. If they're deep into a game, though, I don't think you can intrude and say, all right, I'd like to learn how to play Scopa cards. What I would do, I would tutorialize yourself via YouTube and then be ready to go and pop down and play. Yeah, I, I've, I've always thought it's kind of like when you're in Vegas or you're at the casino and somebody walks up to a blackjack table, it's like, <laughs> I just want a seat, and I have no clue what I'm doing. And somebody's, you know, splitting tens, and you're like, "What the hell is happening here?" I've always assumed it's very similar in that, especially at the, like the La Prima in the Strip. I've always felt like it's a pretty intimidating spot. Like if you're gonna walk up to that table, you better know what the hell you're doing. Yeah, it's like a professional gambler from Azerbaijan at the win. You don't roll up and just go, "Oh, what do I do here?" No, it's time and a place. Great call, Noah Hiles, top of the hour, pit basketball. We talked to him. What's going on with the Panthers? I don't know if anybody knows, but Noah Hiles covers them every single day. Maybe he'll have an idea. Sun Chevrolet, 23 Silverados, 1,500 of them, up to uh, 7,500 in rebates. Or, excuse me, Silverado 1,500s, up to $7,500 in rebates. SunChevy.com. Expect temperatures right now. This is the weather. Expect temperatures to dip in the low 30s in the overnight. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 